Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. Lord, we love you. Thank you for every individual that's here. Thank you for every couple that's here. God, I bless them. I just pray your anointing over them. I pray that they're healthy individually in Jesus' name. We won't have healthy marriages if we're not healthy individually. So I pray that they grow healthy healthy in their walk with you, God, that they have healthy hearts. I bless their homes. I bless their marriages. I thank you for their time and commitment to be here, God, through this class and on Wednesday nights. We just open up our hearts, Holy Spirit, to receive from you. There's going to be some things that you say that will, that will penetrate some and other things that will penetrate others. But Lord, what you need to land on each of our hearts tonight, God, let us recognize it. Let us, let us engage it. Let us take it. Let us receive it. And, and let us let you make the changes in us necessary that we can be healthy and our relationships can be healthy and that we can strive for glory. Glory, 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 glory in our marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Well, I figured it out today. I'll be married 36 years since I seem to always forget, but I do have a struggle struggle remembering dates and times, Um, but I figured it out this week, and Lori and I will be married 36 years on April 23rd, and God has been so good to us, and I can just tell you, younger couples, that it truly does get better and better and better and better. It truly does. God is so good, and uh, of course, that's up to us, right, which is why we're here and what we put into it, and um, but I just, I just, I I love her. I miss her. And uh, I'm thankful for where she's at and what God's doing to her. Her testimonies already are just so absolutely powerful. The church is going to be so blessed when she gets home. And um, so I will have my FaceTime Valentine later tonight, maybe. (laughs) So I started last week and I talked about the nature of marriage. And... um, and, uh, and kind of shared with you that I'll be talking about the four uh, seasons of marriage. Um, and I, I don't know that I explained why, because um, after last week's class, I left and I'm like, all right, Pastor Scott, everyone came to be encouraged and you talk about winter marriages. I'm like, I'm not real sure that was probably the right way to launch this baby. <laughs> but... I have done a whole lot of marriage counseling over 25 years, and I've seen a lot of winter marriages, and I just want to speak truth with you. And, uh, and, so, and since we're in winter, I'm like, I'm starting there. But the reason why I'm going to go through these seasons with you is because um, I want us to be, able to, to, learn, to be able to recognize and learn and be able to break bad cycles, One of the things I've heard over and over and over in 25 years is, you know, we just keep going through this. It's like we we get here and then we we work through, we get back up here and then we come back back around. We want to break cycles, amen? And part of breaking cycles is recognizing why we're there, recognizing the seasons. Um, We can never get to where we want to be if we can't recognize where we're at, okay? 
And so recognizing these seasons is so important. So that's kind of my heart in doing this with you and talking about the using the four natural seasons of winter, spring, summer, and fall. And because, um, I, I, again, I, just, I want us to be able to recognize, recognize them, recognize the warnings of fall and the dangers of winter, and then be able to learn how to um, nurture spring and summer and live there right? Live there. That's, that's, our, that's our goal. So this is my heart in it. So if you weren't here last week, Lord, probably good. <laughs> but I, I, I gave the definitions of, of, the, um, of the emotions and the attitudes and the actions of winter. And you have the notes there. Go back and watch it online if you haven't already so that you can get caught up. So today I want to talk about spring. I want to talk about summer. And if I have time, I'm going to get into fall. But here's a key to this whole class that I'm doing. Our emotions and our attitudes and our actions will always determine where we're at. And you can apply this to your marriage, you can apply this to relationship with people, but those things. And the reason why, why, we, why we do experience so many cycles in our marriage is because we experience a lot of change in our marriages, right? We go from newly, newlyweds to then maybe later on adding a child to maybe more children. Then we've got toddlers and we might have teenagers. Then we've got adult children. Then we've got grandkids and everyone's out. Then we're here and we're all alone so then we've got we're empty nesters like there's always things changing and then we change right we change um, uh, physically and everything about us and we're in good moods we're in bad moods and and stuff in life changes with jobs and uh, financially so there's always things changing that affects our marriage but the only reason why it affects our marriage is because of our response and our response is determined by these three things, by our emotions, by our attitudes, and by our actions. So you're going to hear those three things over and over and over. So last week I talked about the, the, um, the, the emotions, attitudes, and actions of winter. Basically, winter is cold. It's things are dying or they're dead, and we don't want to be in winter. Winter feels like complete disconnect and when people get in the deep winter season of a marriage the the overall emotion is it feels hopeless we've tried things we've gone through this over and over again and this is where people oftentimes end up end up giving up and so we want to avoid that so I want to talk about spring real quick you guys ready so you got your notes so spring so when you think about spring in the natural um, spring is the time for new beginnings, right? Things are coming back to life. Uh, it starts warming up. Trees begin to bud. Um, flowers begin to bloom. Grass begins to grow. All this stuff that we're familiar with in the natural. So when you think about, uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of get through that real quick because we understand what spring feels like and we're all very much anticipating it in the natural realm, right? Um, but so spring marriages, um, spring is where most marriages begin. 
Um, it, there's the excitement of creating a new life together, all the hopes and dreams and plans that we have as young people as we're entering marriage. Um, there's an excitement of growth and new life. And so, 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 you know, most young people that come together and they date and they get engaged and they get married, we're in that, we're in that spring season. But, but I kind of want to turn this around again and look at it in some of our marriages because this seasons of marriage are not chronological, so springtime is not exclusively exclusively for newlyweds. So maybe couples experiencing fall or winter uh, can change their attitude, change their actions, that then changes their emotions, right, and move back into spring. So this is our hope in all these things as we identify them. And I kind of finished with that last week because, you know, over, over our nearly 36 years of marriage, we've experienced spring, we've experienced summer, um, we've experienced fall seasons throughout our years. And, and, and all, honestly, there's probably been multiple times through our 36 years of marriage that we fell and got into that winter season. We didn't know what to do anymore. But thank God that he can bring us out of it. Amen? Because again, it's going to come back to our emotions and, uh, and then how that shifts our attitudes and our actions. So sometimes we can go from, and, and our goal is when we feel fall coming on, that we like spring back into spring and be like, okay, we're going to do something here. We're going to change us up. We're not going to let this grip a hold of us, okay? And so, so again, that's our goal in that is that, it, it, so a lot of times springtime Again, it's for the newlyweds, and it's for people in marriages where we've gotten, in, gotten into fall or late fall or maybe even into some of those winter seasons, and, and both people choose to make that decision that we're going to change and we can get back into spring. So that's our goal. Um, we can create new beginnings as we desire, right? And often we need to because of the changes in life. Kind of like I said a while ago, Lori and I have gone through all these different stages. Well, we, did, we really didn't get to go through the stage of being newlyweds without a baby. That kind of was all together. Um, but we went through the stages then of, of having an infant to having the toddlers, to having the teenagers, and then being empty nesters, which was really exciting. And then it was also really quiet after a while, you know, and it creates all these different things in there. So there's always things in life that's changing. So what I want you to remember is the seasons of marriage are created by the changes that we encounter uh, the disagreement sometimes that we have and, and not handling them right or, or, or wrong, and, and more importantly, by our emotions, our attitudes, and our actions. So at the end of the day, guys, it's all about our response. Our marriages are all about our response. So uh, let's talk about spring real quick. Common emotions of spring. Some of these are on your notes. Some, some things I'll share might not be, but common emotions of spring. So let's look at what spring, a spring marriage looks like. Man, it's, it's excitement. It's joy. Uh, it's hope. There's happiness, right? Um, people maybe that are coming out of, out of a fall marriage or a winter marriage or winter season, maybe, you know, they're going to be like, man, I've been waiting for this. This is what I've been praying for, right? And so those emotions are there. So some statements may be made by spouses in the spring season. If you were to interview them, and I'm going to give these books away tonight, um, a lot of the content that I got 
dots come from here. Um, but but uh, Gary gives a whole lot of examples of couples that he did counseling with. He doesn't use their names, but but he's able to use them. And and so it's, it's just so powerful. I showed that last week. I encourage you, if you don't win one tonight, to buy one because it's a phenomenal book. But some statements made by spouses in the spring season that were interviewed are things like, man, I'm excited about our marriage and our future together and growing. Um, we're learning more about each other every day. Um, I'm committed to continue learning how to be a better spouse. I'm happier now than I've ever been in my life. We genuinely enjoy being together. We should be able to stay that in our marriages, but unfortunately, a lot of times in fall, especially late fall and definitely in winter, that's not typically what you hear from those couples. They typically, again, they just live separately under the same roof. Okay. But I'm not going back to winter because I already hammered you guys with that one. Uh, so we're in a, we were in a rut for a while, but now it's like a second honeymoon for us. Um, it's a new beginning, joy, hope, and excitement for the future. Like these are the emotions of a, of a, of a springtime marriage. So then, so then the attitude the attitudes of a spring marriage are positive. So when our marriage is in this spring season, there's anticipation, there's optimism, um, there's gratitude for one another and where our marriage is at. It's full of hope. It's full of love. Like these are things that will identify kind of where, where you're at in your season of your marriage. So um, change is perceived as an opportunity for new beginnings. Um, there's an expectation to make the best of each opportunity. So again, the emotions are good. They're, they're happy. They're exciting. There's a lot of hope in it. The attitude is this way. And it's just a, it's a, it's a good place to be. Now, um, I will say that even in springtime, there can be difficulties, right? I love spring. My head does not like spring because my allergies go like off the chart, right? So there's still pollen. I'm, I'm ready. I'm glad it's warming in. I'm glad this, the days are longer and all these things, right? But there's still some difficulties in there. It's important for people to remember that because a lot of times whenever they've come out of maybe a late fall or a winter marriage and they enter in the spring and they've had a great week and a half and every, every time the spouse comes home, it's just lovey-dovey and touchy-feely and how was your day and how was your day and then maybe a couple days later, a little bit of pollen falls in the marriage, right? And then it's easy then to be like, ah, do we want the wheels to fall all the way off the bus again? Or do we just want to recognize, no, this is just something right here that happened that we need to, we need to guard our emotions. We need to check our attitudes and we need to make sure our actions are right so that we can stay in spring and begin to launch into summer. Okay. So it's just some, it's some just important things to recognize. Um, anyways, but the prevailing attitude is one of anticipated growth and health. It's an attitude of being committed uh, in this spring season. It's an attitude of serving one another. How can I help you? What can I do for you? Um, learning to uh, communicate better. Um, committed to learning to nurture your love for one another. Uh, learning to be more open to each other's ideas and feelings 
things like these are all things that's part of the of the attitude that we see in this exciting spring marriage okay so in the spring season you'll be consciously thinking about things you might do or say to express your love to your spouse okay simply put they're on your mind all day long when I get home they're on my mind what am I going to do whenever I get home? Or what am I going to do when he walks through the door? Or this or that? Or can I send him a text? Or whatever it may be. So these are all um, common attitudes of spring. So the actions of spring. You guys good? I can't tell. Everybody okay? Is this helping or no? I can switch gears. But I'm telling you, we need to understand the seasons because we go through seasons. Okay, all right. So the common actions of springs in. Well, we've got gr our emotions are are at ten out of ten. Our attitude is great. We're 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 intentional in what we're doing. And so the common actions of spring then for most of us, you know, spring is, is in the in the natural spring for us is we get out of the house and we get into this new season of opportunity. We're out in the yard, we can finally do things. So spring in the natural is a time for like accelerated activity. Um, you know, it's, it's a time where we're planning things that we're going to do. We're going to refinish the deck. You know, we got all these ideas that we haven't been able to do because we've been locked in to this winter season, right? Right? So that's kind of all in the natural. So now we're going to go out and we're going to plant our gardens. We're going to clean up all the yard from winter. We're going to start mowing the grass. We're playing outside now. We're going to the park, sp uh, spring sporting events. So I guess you can say spring is like coming out of this, you know, place of being closed in to now we're stepping in and we're getting active, right? Right? So that's, we, we're, we're aware of that in the natural. Well, in the same way, the spring season of marriage is characterized by new actions. So we look for new ways to express our love and stimulate excitement in, in our relationship. So the focus is on bringing new life to our marriage, building up the good that's already there, you know, if we're married. But, but ultimately, we're like, we're planting seeds. So if you're taking notes, this is important. The guiding principle is nurture. It's nurture. And ultimately, nurture means to feed. So the actions of a spring season marriage are designed to feed and nourish your marriage, to build your, build your marriage up. You're intentionally intentionally adding to it and depositing it. Because one thing I can, can stop real quick and say, your marriage will never add to itself. Your relationship, time, time itself in marriage will never change anything. If anything, it'll distance, okay? So for our marriage, for our relationships, for us to become a better spouse, it takes intentionality on each of our parts to deposit into that thing, making it an absolute priority. And I'm a, I don't have time to get off my notes, but I got to tell you guys right now, there's two covenants in life. Two genuine covenants. It's our covenant with God, and it's our covenant with our spouse. 
Those two covenants establish the two greatest responsibilities that we have. The two greatest responsibilities that we'll ever have in life is to maintain and sustain and grow our covenant with God and to sustain and maintain and grow our covenant with our spouse. Everything else underneath that will be fed or it will starve, determined by how we feed those two things. Amen? And it's easy to neglect. Because especially when you have children come on the scene, right? And we got babies and then they're toddlers, this or that. We love our kids. So a lot of times, you know, over my years, 20, 25 years of counseling, one, one of the things that I get across my desk consistently has just been, you know, people, one spouse or the other feeling neglected because we're running kids everywhere. They're tired all the time or, or someone's working 75 hours a week or whatever that it may be, okay? And so life is going to happen and change is going to happen. But again, we've got to recognize these seasons because, man, when you when you start to recognize fall, like that red light should come on. Because the last thing you ever want to do is allow your marriage to get into that winter season. And so understanding what happens in spring and in summer, but ultimately this guiding principle to nurture, to nurture, nurture, nurture your, your, your marriage. So um, both spouses are seeking to do things to deepen the relationship and benefit one another. Um, maybe, maybe in that then that they're establishing a new habit of a con- of a consistent date night. So now they're going to make date nights a priority. Okay, you know we've done this and then we started it. And how many of you have started a consistent date night routine and didn't stick to it? Don't even raise your hand. But most of us probably have at some point in time. It could have been once a month or once a quarter. Hopefully it was like once a week or once every other week. All I can tell you is, is jump back into this spring season. Get this intentionality and this hope and this anticipation. But do yourself a favor. Make your marriage a priority and establish a new habit of consistent date nights and make it a priority. Um, and then maybe it's reading devotions or a marriage book together, right? It don't have to be 27 pages a night. It could just be one page and then you guys talk about it. Make it easy, but make it where it's something that's feeding, but but you're feeding yourselves. Um, Maybe it's praying together. Uh, Well, not maybe. Scratch that. It should be praying together, okay? Praying over one another. And then, but it's not only praying together, but it's playing together. Y'all need to find things you enjoy doing, right? Lori does not like fishing. She is not interested, not even going to take a pole for her. However, I have learned that I could put her in the boat with a book and some suntan lotion, and she can lay out and read a book, maybe, while I fish, we're both good. <laughs> we get to spend time together, whatever it may be. Janet and Glenn uh, learned to golf together, and it's something that they've enjoyed in the in these years of their life here, doing so, so fine. But we need to learn to pray together and play together, um, healthy communication every day. Um, and let me say this, especially if you're, if it's a marriage that has been in fall or a winter season and 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 you've allowed your emotions and 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 attitudes to change and now you're back in spring um marriage counseling marriage counseling is for healthy couples not couples falling apart or once they're falling apart it'll keep you from falling apart so never be ashamed, but get marriage counseling. Contact me. I've sent people to other people, other, other pastors, other ministries. But in marriage counseling, you get tools. 
Well, what's, what's springtime? Springtime's about digging. It's about planting. And you, know, you need tools to do that with. So sometimes when we've come out of a late fall or a winter season, man, we just need some tools to get this stuff planted right and get some help. Man, like invest, invest. Don't be afraid to do that. Invest into your marriage. Um, maybe it's being intentional. Well, not maybe. This is a given. Be intentional with giving affection in times of intimacy. But ultimately, this spring season, you are feeding one another and you're planting seeds. Amen? And the important thing about this to me is is that positive actions require commitment. It requires commitment. And so if if, if we don't make time for each other, no one else is going to do it for us. So you need to make sure you're making your marriage a priority. Okay? Because everything else will schedule itself beyond... uh, uh, before your before your marriage, I've figured that out, and one of my wife's helping me figure that out. Positive attitudes lead to positive actions. Loving actions result in positive emotions. Attitudes, actions, and emotions. You wrap these three things together, and you have a springtime marriage when they're all in this positive realm, okay? So now there's this, we're in this season of new beginnings, whether we're, whether we're newlyweds or whether, whether God's brought us out of something and now we're healthy, now we're on our feet, now we're in the spring place, but now there's this it's new beginnings, new patterns of life, new ways of listening, new ways of expressing differences, new ways of loving, okay? All right? So that's spring. Everybody good? Am I going too fast? Okay. Even in spring, you have to watch out for poison ivy. Right? There's always still things out there. And those are the things that then put us right back into the cycle. So we've got to stop that. We've got to stop allowing the pollen or the poison ivy. I remember years ago, we did an outreach at the church in the spring. We took a whole group of people. It was really hot that day. And we took them to a house and the fences were covered and everybody was sweating. There was a bunch of people out there. Anyways, they got poison uh, sumac. Is that what it is that... I can't remember what that stuff was, but everybody started like getting red <laughs> and this and that. And it was late springtime and everybody had to put this lotion and stuff on them for the longest time. But again, this is a beautiful thing. But I think what I, what I run us to understand and just really drive home is the beauty in all of this. God's will for us and for our marriages to be full of glory and life and beauty and intimacy and closeness. And like I established on that very first night, the very definition of being becoming one is to be one. And it's not, it is physical, but it's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual, like we're fully intertwined, right? But then again, I'm going through the teaching these seasons because life changes and we go through stuff and all these things that sometimes play into it. And then, so we just find marriage is kind of like, sometimes like a ship 
out there, you know, in the water. And praise God, sometimes there's just no wind and that thing's just sitting there and it's beautiful and it's peaceful. But then the next day the wind blows, right? And it, and it just kind of goes with whatever's happening in the weather. And that's not what our marriage is supposed to look like. Our marriage should be grounded. Our emotions, our attitude, and our actions should all be grounded through the word of God, our intimacy with him and our intimacy with our spouse. Amen. And then when these things come and then when the waves do come or the storms come or the changes come or we face trauma in our family or there's a loss of a loved one that's close to us, these things sometimes that can really impact our marriage, we're going to have those emotions and they're going to hurt, but we're going to go through them differently, right? Because we're going to keep, we're going to, we're then going to align our emotions up with the word of God. He's going to bring us through it. It's going to help us to keep the proper attitude. That's going to help us keep the proper actions. And we're going to be able to sustain our marriage in that spring or summer season, no matter what's happening around us. Okay. So that's our goal. So I talked about winter. I talked about spring. Let's talk about glorious summer. How many of you love summer? I love summer. Summer's awesome. So this is, this is where we want to end up uh, in the natural. Some people don't like winter. They just don't like it to be, that, or summer. They don't like to be that hot. But in the general sense, summer's amazing. So this is where we want to end up. Uh, this is where we want to maintain uh, our, 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 our marriage at. Amen. Um, and so, uh, I can't remember if I said this or not, so, but it's in my spirit. So can I, can I just say this real quick? I do not believe that we ever have to experience a winter season in our marriage. I don't believe you have to. It's actually discouraging to me sometimes for a young couple they're engaged, they're getting married, and I hear people like tell them, oh, just wait, the storms are coming. I'm like, well, don't speak that over them, man. Yes, it's work, and yes, things are hard, but man, if, if I knew what I knew now, right, my marriage would have been completely different through the process of this. We wouldn't have gone through things that we'd went through. I do believe we have seasons of spring, and we had definitely have seasons of, of summer, and we definitely have seasons of fall, especially early fall. But I don't believe we ever have to get into winter, and that's why learning these things are so important, so that we don't get into that that place and that space of brokenness. But anyways, I don't know if I said that, so... There you have it. You're welcome. Summer. So summer is when the gardener reaps the benefits of what was planted and nurtured in the spring. We're reaping the benefits of what was planted and nurtured in the spring. So summer... To me, it's a time it's, it's to relax and have fun. Um, we're now enjoying the investment that we've made throughout throughout our spring seasons. Um, it's warmer outside; the days are longer, and so so I think ultimately, fun fun is the theme of summer a summer marriage. But I think also just the summer marriage is completely feeling fulfilled. Like we're fulfilled with one another. Um, uh, life is beautiful. We're again, we're reaping the benefits of our hard efforts in the spring. And um, and again, just a side note here, kind of tying spring into it. But you're you're not going to get here without intentional work. 
A marriage isn't going to get into this summer season without intentional work, without sowing, without nurturing, without doing those things necessary. So, um, so the anticipation of spring has now turned into the reality of summer. So now your sense of connection with one another has deepened. Um, I feel like that summer marriage, a key aspect of that is you feel secure in each other's love. Um, so, so let's let's dig in here. What are the emotions and the attitudes and the actions that foster or sustain the summer marriage? Because this is where we want to be at. This is where we want to live at. So the common emotions of summer, it's happiness, it's satisfaction, it's accomplishment, um, it's genuine connection, it's secure right? Like these are all emotions that we're feeling in that summer season. Season Summer feels good. You're both on the same page. Uh, you both feel secure in each other's love, uh, feeling of peace and contentment. Uh, there's desire to be with one another. Um, you feel safe with each other. Like you feel safe in your marriage. Your relationship feels safe. Again, it's there's security in summer. Uh, and ultimately, you just have these healthy emotions. So these are part of the emotions that we feel in this summer season. And then the common attitude of summer is obviously positive. Um, there's trust. Uh, there's It's committed to growth. Um, it's relaxed. Um, there's it's it's excited. All these things. So um, so say, uh, summer marriages to me when I think about this uh, and putting them together, kind of like a, like flowers, I guess. Like they're beautiful. The summer marriage is beautiful. Flowers are beautiful, um, but they got to be watered, right? They got to be watered. And um, so couples who are able to sustain a summer season of marriage are the ones who have learned to maintain what they've attained. So now we're able to maintain it. Lori and I, early on in our marriage, and we're young and we're immature, and I'm trying to figure out why she's not like me, and she's trying to figure out why I'm not like her, and then I'm trying to figure out why, why she's not just like my mom, and she's trying to figure out why I'm not just like her dad, and then all the other things and the personality difference and all this stuff. We loved each other, and so we would go through the cycle of a lot of these seasons, you know, and it would just be great. Then we would kind of feel that disconnect, then you would kind of feel that fear, then you'd feel some insecurity, and then we'd come back around, and you know, you do these, you kind of go through these different cycles and then but you know as we matured and we matured in our walk with God and 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 who who we are in him and we learn more about one another then you know we've learned more through life now how to how to how to sustain in our marriage what we attained through that spring season, those spring seasons through the summer seasons. Now we know the labor that it takes takes to get where we're at, and we're not willing to lose it. <laughs> okay? So a disagreement isn't gonna cause us to lose what we've what we've attained. Where maybe when we were earlier on, just one little thing, we would both just get really quiet and be like, Well, you know I'm right. Well, and now you know I'm right. And then we kind of draw all these lines until someone steps over it. And all of a sudden you lost two or three days, right? 
or, or longer or whatever that may be or things. And so we want to try to eliminate that. But uh, this summer marriage, man, we've, again, we've learned how to maintain this. They, they recognize that the summer season didn't come without a cost of preparing the soil and planting the seeds and nurturing the marriage. So now they're enjoying the beauty of what they've reaped. So they want to, again, they want to maintain it. So they have an attitude. So in this summer season of marriage, there's, there's this attitude of, of, of work, uh, and there's attitude of growth, attitude of unity. We're not losing this. We're maintaining this. We're keeping these flowers. They're going to be beautiful. You know, all this stuff, whatever that it is, we're working on. We're going to water this stuff. So, so that's our attitude in it. It's healthy. Now, the common actions of summer in the summer marriage, um, just this, you know, the warm when you think about a warm climate of summer, well, in a marriage, there's that warm emotional climate that fosters positive actions. So we understand our spouse better. We accept each other's differences. Um, we've learned how to resolve conflicts. And there's just a deeper commitment to take positive actions and maintain it to see more growth. So this is all part of, part of this summer state. So I'm going I'm to give you three or four things here that are real important of maintaining, maintaining this summer season. So we know what, what it looks like this spring to get here, but some things that when you, when you, when you get to this place uh, of, of, of helping sustain it. So just some key things here that could be important to you. Um, constructive communication so when we're in this summer season, we've learned how to get there. We've labored for it. it it's con there's constructive communication. So they talk. The spouses talk to one another. They listen to understand one another, not to be understood. I probably need to say that again, because we don't do this very well normally in life, but proper communication. They listen to understand their spouse, not to be understood. There's an open door policy to share honestly with one another, no matter what it is. So communication feels safe. It feels safe. We've established that. We established that through the spring. Now we're in summer. So now we've established and we're, we're so committed and we're so, so united and we feel so secure and so safe that when my spouse maybe has done something that offended me or hurt me or disappointed me or whatever, or if I see something that worries me about them, then, then I feel completely safe about bringing that up to them, right? Like that's, that's where we, that's the summer marriage. That's what we're, that's what we're, aiming, aiming at. And that's a big aspect of it. Um, in this summer season, um, they, you, you never go to bed angry, right? Me and Lori have gone to bed angry before. Early on in our marriage, probably midway through, whatever, but we, we have. And, um, but in this summer season of marriage, we don't go to bed angry, because whatever, whatever it is that make, that's making us angry is less than our love for one another. So, so we should be able to go to bed maybe not agreeing on something. We could, we could come to a place of saying, okay, we're going to pray about this. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. But both people can go to bed knowing my feelings for you 
and my love for you are way beyond this thing that we're not completely in alignment on yet, right? And both people can sleep and you go to bed peacefully and that thing's not in between you. So that's one thing in constructive communication. Um, They've agreed together, both people, they've agreed. We're going to forgive, we're going to learn, and we're going to keep no record of wrongs. Those three things are so huge in the summer season. If you want to sustain what you've maintained through the spring and the summer season, you need to be committed to one another that you're going to forgive because you're going to need to, that you're going to learn because you're going to need to, and they're going to keep no record of wrongs because you're going to need to. Amen? That is part of being able to have a healthy, constructive communication in this summer season. So they've they've chosen to always move forward. No matter what it is, no matter what obstacle we face, we're going to move forward in love. Amen? Let me just say this real quick. Healthy communication keeps you connected. Probably one of the major um, issues in marriages is, is... lack of communication, but a lot of times it's not just lack of communication, it's not right communicate. Oh, they're communicating. (laughs) But what they're communicating is taking away, not adding to. Amen. So, so in a summer season, we've learned that we've gone past that. We're healthy, and and we 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 now have this constructive communication in 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 embedded into our marriage and we're able to walk it through that way. So that's that's one thing. The second thing that I would give you here in the summer season is that they accept each other's differences in I could probably take a whole night on this, but I can't really emphasize enough how important this is because like it or not, your spouse usually majority of the time is completely opposite from you and it makes no sense why they do what they do. One of you loads the dishwasher one way and the other is going to load, load the dishwasher the other way and you're like, I don't even know how they can survive in life doing it that way. It just makes no sense. So they're going to walk away. You're really frustrated inside and then you redo, the, the, you redo it, right? Like the dishes aren't going to get washed. <laughs> but hey, there's only one good way to do it. Me and Lori are so different. I'm OCD. I'm really specific. She's more like a toss it in there kind of girl, this or that, and it all gets done. And uh, other things are way more important to me, not me. I'm like detailed down to the very little fine print thing. If you want to sustain what you've attained in the summer marriage, you've got to learn to accept each other's differences. You, <laughs> some of y'all need to walk away from the dishwasher. It's going to be okay. You'll probably still wake up tomorrow and life will still continue on. It's going to work, man. I ain't lying to you. <laughs> Grant each other the freedom to be different. It's a powerful gift to, be, to give your spouse. Grant them. Grant them the freedom to be different from you. One of you may be a leader. One of you may not. One of you may be an early bird. One of you may be a night owl. One of you may be like very detailed and OCD like I am. And one of you may be like a fly by the seat of your pants kind of, kind of person. If me and Lori go on a trip, I'm getting my suitcase out down a week early. I'm going to sit in the room and have it there. I know it's there. I know it's ready. I don't need it yet, but I can see it when I walk by. And then I'm going to start loading that thing up strategically thinking about that I'm going to come back check it then I'm going to make a list of what's not in it then I'm going to put that stuff in I'm going to pray about it for a couple days think about a couple more things add to it a couple hours before we're about to leave for the airport Lori's going to get her, air, her suitcase down 
right? Throw stuff out of the drawers, pack that thing full, and not even think a thing about it after that. Well, probably not that extreme, but we're both so different is what I'm trying to say. And one of the things that we learn in life is the gift of granting your spouse the freedom to be different. It is absolutely beautiful, amen? And so uh, consciously give each other the freedom to think, feel, and react differently. This is so important in maintaining what you attain, okay? So focus on the positive. Focus on the positive in your spouse. You'll learn that both of your strengths will complement one another, okay? And not, don't let it be a dividing thing. All right, I, I gotta go. I, I really feel like I could do a whole class on that, but... Maybe I'll hit on that in the, in the next two weeks a little bit more. But, but uh, uh, constructive communicating, uh, accept each other's differences. And then the third three thing that we see in sustaining a summer marriage is watering the flowers. So they're continuing to make deposits for growth. They, they're not there, so now they don't just stop doing things. They're continuing to make deposits. They serve one another every day. Um, they're investing into their marriage. They're going to seminars, marriage retreats, Wednesday night marriage classes on, a, on, on Valentine's Day. They're reading books together, right? Like they're investing into it. I just say, make, your, make sure that you're making your marriage a priority. Keep intimacy, Keep intimacy passion-filled and exciting. Looks different all through life, but keep it. Keep it passion-filled. Keep it exciting. Plan special moments for one another. Don't let one person do it all the time, but plan something special. Shock them. Let it be something not even expected. Plan a date night. Plan a place here or there or do something. And But just these little things of even just a hugs and kisses and affection, but keep intimacy, passion-filled and exciting in your marriage. Continue to feed it. Amen? No matter what, make sure you show one another love every day. So... Constructive communication, accepting each other's differences. We're watering the flowers, we're feeding it. And then the fourth thing, and probably one of the most important, is, is that we is, uh, we st- we're working towards stimulating spiritual growth. So these are four key things of sustaining what we've attained in a summer marriage. So the fourth one is stimulate spiritual growth. And so I'm just going to touch on this real quick, but what I mean by that is that you are laboring and you're intentional in your individual personal walk with God. It's the greatest thing that you can give your wife is your intimacy with the Lord, your prayer time with him, your time in the word, your pursuit of him, your worship, your devotion, your obedience. So if we want to sustain what we've attained in this summer marriage, man, it it takes both people being committed and devoted to, to their spiritual growth. And you do that individually, but then you find ways also to do that, um, uh, together as a, as a husband and wife. And I don't like to give a lot of details in that because people will take that and think, well, the only way we can be healthy is to do it this way. And I've just found that one way doesn't work for everybody. Amen? Lori and I read different ways through the scripture. So it's probably better for us if if I read and she reads and then we both talk about what we read. 
what God drew out in us, or maybe we've done devotions together, or whatever, or sometimes you might be reading through the same things. I'm just saying, don't, don't make it difficult. Just make sure that, that you are stimulating and growing spiritually on your own, close to the Lord, and that you're doing things to be able to do that together for your, for your marriage. So the idea is, uh, and there's a, a wonderful book out, I think we brought it out last year, but it's called The Vertical Marriage. Uh, and it's by someone at, at IHOP, but the, the idea in that is living this vertical marriage. So the closer that you get to him, the closer you are to one another. So if you look at your marriage as a triangle, right, then the, and Jesus at the top, man, the closer both of you are going towards him, the closer you're going to be to one another. And I can just find that to, to be absolutely truthful in every way. So when you give your lives in marriage to God uh, and you allow him to work in you, things are going to drastically change. Amen. And I think a, a key in that that I would just say is, is uh, um, a lot of times instead of praying for the Lord to change your spouse, ask the Lord what needs to change in you. You'll usually come up with a pretty good list. And then I've learned that as you focus on that list and you begin to allow the Lord to change in you, those changes in you will often make an impact. And I'll, I'm going to talk in the next week or two about the power of influence. Amen? Okay, for, for specific reasons. But, um, but when we do that, it often changes uh, uh, and makes a difference in our spouse's life too. So let me see if I can do fall in five minutes and then still do the drawing. You guys ready? This is going to be like a machine gun. And fall is important, so I might come back, but this is going to be, this is good. So grab a hold. Everybody, you know, I still have your attention because I know it's late. You guys okay? Let's hit fall real quick because I got some important things to hit next week. So fall in the natural is the most colorful season of the year for most places. You know, the, the, the backdrop is yellow, it's red, it's orange, it's burgundy leaves. The temperature is usually just beautiful and it's comfortable. It's not cold, it's not hot. But what we know about, without a doubt about fall is that it's only temporary, right? So I love fall, but I also don't like fall. I like spring better because I know summer's coming, and I really don't like fall as much because I know winter's coming. But this whole fall season, we know without a doubt that it's temporary. We know that in just a little bit that the wind's going to turn cold, and that vibrant backdrop's going to soon change, and all those beautiful leaves are going to fall to the ground. And... Uh, and the leaves don't fall all at the same time, uh, but over a period of time. And to me, that's the danger that, that we need to really be aware of in our marriages, uh, that the leaves just kind of fall suddenly, uh, but they do. Then the beauty fades and the trees are left bare. And so this great analogy of what happens in a fall season of, of, of marriage, uh, it's kind of the same things. We can just recognize some of this stuff. So, so in fall marriages... In early fall, the marriage typically looks fine externally. It's, it looks like fall. Oh, look how beautiful that it is from the outside, right? Everyone still can put a smile on their face. Everything still looks kind of good. People may even comment, man, look how happy that they seem to be. Because y'all know we can put on a good show, right? But you, we know inside that we're hurting. And uh, so, but, so we see this, but yet even on the inside, we know that things are changing. Well, if, if I was to have you think of one thing as we walk through this, the fall season, we should remember above any of them because the fall season is like the warning light going off, okay? So fall's warning, it's warning. So here's the emotions of fall. 
sadness, um, apprehension, uh, I'm tired, insecure, disheartened, unappreciated. Uh, fear is beginning to settle in because we're experiencing this change. We worked real hard for spring and summer, and then, man, it seems like now we're just growing distant. A lot of times in fall, there's resentment that's kind of brought on that fall season. We're beginning to feel detached. So couples in a fall season... Are, they're not in winter, but they're aware that they're just things aren't right. They're becoming troubled by the state of their relationship, okay? And so that leads into this attitude of fall of now I'm concerned. There's concern in the spouses. There, there's uncertainty. They're discouraged. They know things aren't right, and they're not content. They recognize that it could be the prelude of winter, right? And so the key is, is whether they move from there from fall to winter or from fall to spring will depend upon the actions that they choose, right? So fall's a warning. Now I'm going to finish with that. And I'll, I'll finish up fall at the beginning of next week, and I'm going to begin to uh, share eight or nine things over the next two weeks that are just instrumental to a healthy marriage. But this is what I'll end with. Fall. We need to understand fall. Because uh, I, I, do, I don't feel like we ever have to go into winter, but I do feel like because of the way we change and life changes and human nature, I think that we'll all experience some level of fall, hopefully just the beginning of it but we'll learn to recognize it. And we recognize fall, we have this warning. And when that warning goes off, then we've got a decision to make. We recognize our emotions in that time. We, re we recognize our attitudes in that time. And we recognize our actions in that time. And then we gotta choose. Do I want those to say the same? That will lead me into winter? Or do I want to allow God to change my emotions Help me change my attitude. In that, in fall, it starts with your, if you want to change, it starts with your attitude. So God, change my attitude first, and that's going to change your actions, and then your actions then will change your emotions in fall, and those things, as just as quick as you got there, can either just bump you right back into summer or bump you right back into the spring season, amen? But it, it, at the end of the day, it comes down to these three things, right? Everybody say them with me. Emotions, our attitudes, and our actions. Lord, thank you for every couple, every individual that's here tonight, God. No matter where they're at in the seasons, Lord, I know I've been in difficult seasons and you brought us through it. And Lord, if there are people here tonight and maybe they're hurting a little bit, maybe they're in one of those tough seasons, I just I just pray, Jesus, that you just speak hope and, and speak life into them and you help them see that, God, there's, there's always hope in you and uh, your plan for glory in their marriage and their relationship. And I just bless every home, every individual, every marriage, God, help us to get into that summer season, help us to learn how to, to uh, sustain what we've attained in that season, God. Help us to live in a way that's honoring to you. Help us learn how to communicate healthily, God. Help us to expect uh, the differences that we have within our spouses, Lord. And I pray, God, that you help us, help each of us learn how to how to uh, live closer to you, God. How to, how to live that vertical marriage, God, with each one of us 
striving to get closer to you, Lord. And I just bless them. I pray your favor and your anointing and your love and your grace and your mercy over them. Fill them with joy. Fill them with hope, God. Fill them with excitement. Fill them with anticipation, God. And uh, and commitment. Commitment to nurture. To nurture, God. To nurture their marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you. Bless you. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time, 